pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Segundo segmento del show de Gloria Cárdenas, como todos los fines de semana acá en La Grande. 801-656-9605. 801-656-9605, el teléfono de Gloria. Hoy vamos a hablar acerca de tantas cosas que están pasando. In the news, Gloria. The yes, chat. okay, well, now the, the new public charge regulation just went into effect. Starts February 24th. So... There's, there's this new form that we talked about for the last two weeks of when you're filing for your green card here, the 944. But I'd like to talk to you now, today, about what happens at the consulates across the outside of the U.S. Are they, the consulate officers, um, in, are they enforcing this whole public charge? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Muy bien, sí. dice Luis de que vamos a hablar acerca de la, la, de, del cargo público, la nueva regulación o la nueva ley que entra en vigencia en estos días, el 24 de este mes. Y sobre todo vamos a hablar acerca de cómo está afectando esta nueva regulación a los consulados fuera de los Estados Unidos. Right. México, Guatemala, El Salvador. Si ellos van a, a, a básicamente a, a seguir esta regla o esta regulación, o si desde ahí va a comenzar a aplicarse esta regulación. Well, so the, uh, the consulates are run by the Department of State. Okay, so that's a different agency than, than if you're filing for your green card here, but... It's not immigration, Gloria. It is immigration. It's just a different Department of State. Okay. So they have kind of special rules that govern the consulates. And we have seen over the last year that there are factors that the consulate will look at. And they will look at to see if someone's going to be public charged. The person's age, okay. the person's health, Muy bien. the person's family status, wow. finances of money, the person, money, money. education, and skills. Muy bien, y dice la de que los consulados es, básicamente están bajo la jurisdicción del, del Departamento de Estado. Sí, bajo la, 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 lógicamente, la operación de inmigración, pero el, el Departamento de Estado es quien controla. Y, lógicamente, con esta nueva forma, la I-944, que no va a ser requerida para que sea llenada en los consulados, pero en los consulados van a empezar a, a determinar con ciertos factores eh, a, para calificar a la persona que está solicitando una visa para entrar a los Estados Unidos. Uh -huh. Y los factores son la edad, la salud, el estatus familiar, la fin, la, el, estatu, el estado financiero, las finanzas y la educación o las cosas que sepa hacer esta persona. Entonces, básicamente, Gloria, based on these factors, they are going to start Basically, um, they have started. Actually, it's been like a oh. good, almost a year, where the consulate officers are starting to look at these factors very carefully, and people are getting denied at the consulate because they are deemed to be a public charge. Okay. Okay. So, in order to continue with the visa process, they have to overcome the yes. denial. So they have to submit other documents on, and start kind of start over and they have to submit the documents to show that they won't be a public charge. So what I want to go through is some some examples that we have been reading about. Okay. Most of my clients, 90 only one client I have 
was is stuck in outside of the U.S. because of a public charge. And it is it was random and it wasn't fair to him, but we think we're going to be successful in bringing him back. But I want to kind of go through some of these examples so people are aware. And the most important thing is to be aware that there's a lot of things that could go wrong at the consulate. And that's why it's good to have a lawyer helping you through the whole process. We can't go into the consulate with you, but we can certainly get you ready for the interview. Muy bien. Y lo que está pasando, dice Gloria, de que este tipo de, de factores ya los están aplicando en los consulados, ya lo comenzaron a hacer desde hace mucho tiempo atrás. Es una manera de colador, es una manera de cómo ellos pueden determinar si una persona en algún momento se va a convertir en un cargo público para este país. Por eso ellos están pidiendo o se están fijando o están poniendo más atención a estos factores como la edad, la salud, el estatus familiar, las finanzas, la educación. Ahora dice Gloria de que vamos a, nos va a dar algunos ejemplos de las situaciones que están pasando allá. Y por eso es bien importante, dice que usted tenga ahora más que nunca un abogado de su lado para que lo prepare en todo el proceso. El abogado no puede ir con usted a la cita o a la entrevista al consulado, pero puede prepararlo para que usted esté listo para esta entrevista. Y vamos a hablar acerca de algunos ejemplos. All right, so, let, so let's start with when you file for your, someone's green card, you know, for the green card visa, uh, the, the applicant, so usually like a spouse mm -hmm. or a daughter or a, a parent, okay. or will have to file an affidavit of support. And that is like a, a declaration that, and you file it with the taxes, your tax returns, your federal tax returns saying like, look, I have the money and the wherewithal to support This immigrant mm -hmm. who wants to come to the United States. So for historically, for the last years and years and years, the government really just looked at the affidavit of support and the tax returns alone to make sure that if for some reason the, the person came to the United States and then took benefits, like government benefits, that the government could ask the petitioner for the money. Okay? So, and it was usually kind of... You know, it wasn't a huge, huge inquiry as to the alien or the, the, the immigrants' health, age, all that. It was more focused on the petitioner. Did they have enough dough to take care of somebody? Muy bien, en el pasado dice Gloria de que básicamente cuando alguien hacía una petición para la residencia, ya sea el esposo, el papá o la hija de su familiar cercano, el gobierno se centraba en, la, en el estado económico o en, el, en la declaración de impuestos de la persona que estaba llenando la aplicación o que estaba haciendo la petición, no en la persona que estaba haciendo pedida. Right. Entonces, but, but talking about the affidavit support, so they usually have to put the petitioner, right, uh -huh. has to put their federal taxes. And there is a chart where they have to say they have to make 125% above the poverty line, okay? So let's just say they have to show $25,000 that they made on their tax returns, right? Now, what, they're, what we're seeing mm -hmm. is that they don't want to see you just making just enough above the poverty line. They want to see someone that has maybe... 150% above wow. that poverty line, okay? Y anteriormente lo que ellos se fijaban es de que la persona que estuviera llenando la aplicación tuviera el ingreso necesario, por decir, el 20% por encima, no, el, el, el sí, 100%. 150% they want to see. And before that? 
Okay, so like, let's say you, it depends, there was a chart, and it's, if they said you had to make 25000 they kind of really want to see you making 125% above the 25000 Okay, entonces, eh, básicamente... So that would be what? That 100% is, how much is that? $25,000? Yeah. What's that? 100% of that? We're so bad at math. 50, 50, 70, 60, yeah, they want to see 60, you about 60,000, yeah, right? Just around. to be sure. Yeah. If not, you're going to need a co-sponsor. Entonces, lo que estaban pidiendo arriba de la línea de pobreza o, del, o, de, o de lo que, su, que se considera acá como lo mínimo, que es 25,000 al año. Entonces, básicamente estaban pidiendo 60,000 al año con su declaración de impuestos. Ahora están pidiendo más que eso el 150% por encima de eso. Exactly. Now this is an unwritten rule and this is because what we are very aware of is what the consulates now are looking for. And in fact, they have a reg a book, it's called the FAM, F A M, and they have regulation now, a FAM manual that all the consulate officers have been trained on to ask and look for these specific things. Y ahora en los, en los consulados fuera de los Estados Unidos tienen un manual que se llama FAM. 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 Yeah. F-A-M. 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 Es un manual en donde se basan ellos para hacer este tipo de, de requerimientos o mirar este tipo de requerimientos porque ahora se están volviendo más, más intenso, eh? más, más, más difícil. Yes. The FAM is called Field Adjudicator's Manual. So that's what the... the If they're in the field, they're in the consulate, and that's what they have to go by. Muy bien, vamos a ir a un corte musical y vamos a volver con más ejemplos, yeah, más de, lo, ejemplos. de lo que está pasando allá afuera y cómo usted puede eh, sobreponerse o cómo usted puede salir a, a, avante en este tipo de entrevistas ahora más, más estrictas en los consulados fuera de los Estados Unidos. Muy bien, estamos con Gloria Cárdenas como todos los fines de semana. Acá en la grande, el teléfono de Gloria, aquí le voy, 801-656-9605. 